Guys, I am so excited to have you on this next episode of the Dreamcatcher Show. And I want to obviously say thank you for jumping on another one of these episodes and just supporting the whole Dreamcatcher Show. Guys, obviously from day one, one of the things that I promised you that I would make sure this show did for you is one, I promised it was going to give you the strategy behind what it takes to going ahead and catching your dream. The other thing that I promised you is that you would be able to come on this show and you'd be able to practically walk away from each one of our episodes and you'd be able to practically have something that you could automatically go ahead and start applying to your dreams today to get you one step closer. Well, guys, today the thing that I want to talk to you about is... Honestly, it's probably the number one thing that differentiates it's like a dream catcher from a daydreamer and a dream chaser. Like this number one thing, if if you haven't mastered it yet, you need to make sure that you're working on it and working on the mentality behind it. Because I can promise you, when you talk to any dream catcher, when you talk to any serial dream catcher, when you talk to any ultra dream catcher, you will notice that a common thread is laced throughout them on this one topic. And that specifically is, is the concept of I will persist until I see success. Let me say that one more time just so that you guys can hear it and, and really get the feeling of it. A dream catcher, somebody who is going to catch their dreams, somebody who is going to turn their dreams into reality has this mentality of, I will persist until I see success. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to daydreamers or dream chasers and you have that conversation with them and it is, I'm going to persist maybe until next week or I'm going to persist until I run out of funds, or I'm gonna persist until I have, you know, maybe failed a couple of times and then I'm gonna throw in the towel. You've gotta ask yourself, guys, as dream catchers, you have to ask yourself this. How much does my dream, how much is it worth to me? What is the cost that I am willing to pay for my dream? Because if there's a price tag that's attached to your dream, if there is a dollar amount, a time frame, a if I hit this rock bottom, if there is a price tag that is attached to your dream, then guys, I'll be honest with you, you're most likely never going to catch your dream. Why? Because you have to have this mentality 
of I will make this happen. I will go after this until I'm dead in the grave and I will make sure that this dream becomes a reality. I will persist until I see the success of my persistence. Guys, honestly, I, I, I wanna share with you a couple of stories that obviously kind of drives home the point of what I'm about to give you, but also is just a little bit of humor to the whole situation. You see, as a kid growing up, uh, and this has always been the case for me, right? I've never caught things like fast. Like all the other kids were figuring out how to snap their fingers and pop bubble gum and, you know, uh, twist their tongue and uh, whistle. And I was the kid that while they were doing it when they were five or six or in elementary school, I was the kid at 15 or 16 that still had no clue how to do it. Right. I remember back, I think I was right around 15, 16. I don't know exactly when, but I remember one of the things that was this aha moment for me, right, was I remember my sisters knew how to snap their fingers. Like they knew how to snap their fingers and I didn't. And it drove me insane. In fact, my sisters knew how to whistle and pop gum and uh, snap their fingers and I had no clue how to. And I remember like being older and just being like, man, I've got to figure this out. And I was having a conversation with my sister and I was like, sis, I know you can snap your finger, but do me a favor. I want you to slow down the snap. So don't do it fast, just slow it down, okay? Slow it down. So she slowed it down and, and I said, okay, do it slower. Okay, awesome, do it slower. Okay, awesome, do it slower. Okay, awesome. And I realized that really all she was doing was she was moving her, her middle finger and her thumb, literally her middle finger was just moving down her thumb. And I realized that, right? And so for me, I took that knowledge away. And then I just kept slowly moving my middle finger down my thumb over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I kept doing it until I started to hear just a sound, you know, just a small sound, just a small sound, just a small sound. And then finally I had it. Well, guys, when I realized that I could do that, when I realized that I could break down something to the stupid, like the absolute stupid, and then go ahead and just figure out what the steps were to breaking down to the stupid and then add them up. And over time, you were going to be able to figure it out. I was like, oh my goodness, I can do this. And so you better believe I did the exact same thing with popping bubbles with, a, uh, with, with gum whistling literally i when i realized what people were doing to blow bubbles i would stretch out the gum in front of my mouth and i would blow <sighs> and i would do it over and over again. and you got guys you got to realize i'm not a baby i'm doing this like when i'm 12 13 14 15 like i'm doing it at that age but i wanted it bad enough that i was willing to look stupid and do it in private over and over and over and over and over and over again until i actually had it down pat and i kept blowing and blowing and blowing and blowing and then finally one little bu bubble like came out and i was like oh 
Sweet, awesome. And then I kept doing it over and over again until finally I could, you know, blow a big bubble and so on and so forth. And I literally did that with every one of those things that I told you about, about snapping my fingers, about whistling, about blowing bubbles, about, you know, uh, twisting my tongue or whatever they call it. I did it with every one of them. I broke it down to the stupid and then I just persisted over and over and over and over and over and over again until I was successful. Now, I know right now you're saying to yourself, John, what in the world does that have to do with my dreams? And why are you sharing with me the fact that you slowly moved your middle finger down your thumb and finally figured out how to snap? Like, what's that to me? It's, it's literally everything, guys. I use that as an analogy because it's the exact same thing that every one of your serial entrepreneurs, dream catchers, uh, successful, ultra successful dream catchers, you'll notice the common thread with them. They do not put a time frame or a cost or a price on their dream. In fact, Henry Ford when he was originally building the model that would go on to later make his name be famous and, and give him all the wealth that he had, when he was talking to his engineers, his engineers were saying, Henry, this, this can't be done. Like, there's no way to do it. I, like, you, you can't do this. And he simply said to him, I don't care the cost. I don't care how long it takes get it done and 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 come up with the model of the way that I'm telling you to do it. Elon Musk was in an interview where they were asking him specifically about SpaceX, right? And three of his rockets that he had gone ahead and launched decided that they weren't going to go into orbit and they absolutely failed, right? And the interviewee asked Elon Musk, they say, Elon, was there ever a point? Because on his fourth one, his fourth one did exactly what he wanted it to do. Was there ever a point, Elon, that you you were deciding you were going to give up or you had lost hope or there, you didn't have the faith to do it? And he goes, no, there was never a moment. In fact, let me tell you this. I would have kept working towards it. And the only way that I would have been able to be stopped if I was incapacitated or if I was dead Dreamcatcher, I want to say to you right now, you need to have the same philosophy with your dream. If you're going to catch your dream, if you're honestly going to make it happen, then you have to decide, I am going to persist until I see my success. And then when I grab my next dream, I'm going to persist until I see the success of it. And I'm gonna to continue to do that over and over and over and over again. When I wrote The Pen and Its Author, right? Some of you have heard this, some of you haven't, but when I wrote The Pen and Its Author, I hand wrote every bit of that line by line in a notebook. I made the decision that I had waited way too long to be an author and now was my time to become an author. And I wanted to make something special and so I wrote it line by line in a notebook. 
And on my birthday, on my birthday, somebody breaks into the car and steals somebody else's bag plus my bag with my notebook, the pen and its author, and my favorite pen. They stole my bag. I was about half of the way through that book when they did that. And I remember sitting in front of Starbucks or sitting in Starbucks with a new notepad and a new pen and just frustrated and infuriated and just like, oh my goodness, if I was meant to do this, then why would somebody be able to steal my book? Blah, 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 blah. Woes me, woes me, woes me. And then I made the decision, John, you are an international New York Times best-selling author. Your books are sought after. They are read across the globe. Are you going to allow somebody stealing your book to stop you? Is that where you stop? Is that the cost? Is that the price? Or are you going to persist until you see the success of who you know you're meant to be? Guys, when I when I finish my book, right, and I am looking for a company that will take my book and they will edit it and they will get it to being a number one Amazon best-selling book. Guys, I paid a mentor. I paid him right around, so I paid him $400 installments. And I did, I think, four or five of those. And he was supposed to take my book and get it published and go ahead and get it to being an Amazon best-selling book. And you know what? He ran off with the money. Yeah, you heard that correct. I paid somebody close to $2,000 to take my book and get it to where I needed it to be. And I never heard from the guy. The guy never sent me an email of where to send my book to. He never did a cover design. He never did a formatting. He never did any of it. And I had to make the decision, is this going to stop me or am I going to push through it, be persistent and get to my end goal? Am I going to persist until I'm successful? Guys, when I, when I finally had the pen and its author's book cover, right? And, and I had had the editor go ahead and edit the book and I had the formatter and everything like that. When I sent the original one off to the actual printing press and they were sending me back a, a test edition where I was basically gonna go through it and make sure that it looked the way that it was. When I opened my book, right? And I, I look at the cover and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is my book, blah, blah, blah. And I open the book, the publishing house had printed somebody else's book inside my book. I had to make a decision. Am I going to persist until I see success? Or am I going to quit now and throw in the towel and forget about the dream. 
dream catcher. I need you to hear me. When we came to launch day, I overworked and made sure that I had hustled my ass off to make sure that we were going to be an Amazon bestseller. I had done everything that I had learned and I had uh, sought teachers and coaches and I had put the work in. And when we came to launch day, my book didn't become an Amazon best-selling book. Man, I was ready to lose it. I was like, man, this hurts so bad. Like I put in all of this work and it's not, nothing's coming of it. And I had to have my that same conversation with myself. John, you are an international New York Times best-selling author. Are you going to give up now just because your first book didn't become an Amazon best-selling book? Or are you going to continue to write until one of your books becomes an international best-selling book? Now, guys... The end of the story of that specific day on launch day was I actually, later on in the day, later on in the evening, I actually took five different categories with the pen and its author as an Amazon best-selling book. But had I not mentally gone ahead and decided, you know what? You're right. I'm going to persist until I see the success. I'm going to keep walking out the dream until I've caught it. And then I'm going to catch another dream. And I'm going to keep catching dreams over and over and over and over and over again. Guys, the pen and its author took literally five categories as an Amazon best-selling book. But it didn't become an international New York Times best-selling book. And I could have given up and I could have thrown in the towel and I could have made the decision, you know, being a writer, being an author, it just ain't for me. But I choose, just like I want you to choose today, I choose that I'm going to persist until I see the dream happen and make the dream become a reality. I persist until I see that success. I persist until I reach the goal and then I grab another dream and I do the exact same thing with it. And so guys, right now I'm writing my second book. I am stoked with it. I It's a nonfiction book. It's actually called The Art of Dream Catching, How to Catch Any Dream and Turn It Into a Reality. And you know what? To be honest with you, when I started writing the book, I, I've never had a heart for nonfiction. I don't want to write nonfiction. But I'm now like, I think it's like halfway through the book, 10, 10 chapters through the book. And I'm rereading this stuff and I'm going, oh my goodness, I love this book. Oh, I love it so much. I love what I'm being able to share with my dream catchers. I'm loving what I'm being able to do with this. And I'm excited. But let me tell you this. Let this mark a point in time that you can hear me now. If this book does not become an international New York Times best-selling book, I don't care. I have given 
my all to it. I have put the work in for it. I have gone after it and been consistent. I have held the dream in my mind and in my heart. I have visualized. I have done everything that I need to do to make this be an international New York Times bestselling book. But if it doesn't, I will not give up. I will not throw in the towel. I will not go ahead and hand it over because I choose to persist until I see my success. As Elon Musk said, you better put me in the grave or I better be incapacitated because I'm going to keep going after things. Dreamcatchers, I share that with you today because today I want you to ask yourself, is my dream is the thing that I'm going after. It's the thing that I am striving to achieve. Is the goal that I've held in my mind and, and the dream that's in my heart, have I put a price tag on that? Have I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna give myself one more shot. That's it, that's all I'm gonna do. If I don't get it this time, something else. Have you gone ahead and decided that your dream is so important to you that it doesn't matter what, that you will achieve it? Because let me say this to you, right? If my next book becomes the International New York Times bestselling book, fantastic. But if I have to wait until I'm 135 and then finally that book becomes the international best-selling book, because I want you to hear me, I've still caught the dream. Take the timeline off of when you're going to catch the dream. Take the cost and the price off of when you're going to make the dream happen and make the decision that you don't care how long it takes what it costs you, what you have to do to get it, that you are going to persist until you see your success. Dreamcatchers, I am so thankful that you jumped on this episode specifically with us today. And I just want to say thank you again for supporting us and really just rallying behind dream catching and making your dreams a reality. I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. First and foremost, I definitely want you to subscribe to the show. That way when new episodes come out, you've got them, you're ready to go, locked and loaded. Two, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Rate it, review it, let me know what you think. And three, Guys, we are growing this dream-catching community. And this is the place that we're doing it, right here on this podcast. This is where we're doing it. And so here's what I'd ask. If this episode or any one of the ones that we've launched in the past, if this episode brought you value, I'd ask you to do me one favor. I'd ask you to find somebody that you know is a dream catcher or is wanting to make their dreams a reality. And I'd ask you to do this, that you'd share this episode with them and you'd let them know why it brought you value and why you think it's gonna bring them value. Guys, we'll see you on the next episode.